0: Today on the Profitable Trady podcast. So what can business owners do each
1: month to get the most out of their Google ads? You can waste a lot of time. The person set the settings wrong and they spent $10,000 in a weekend and it did not produce results. Often people will stop doing stuff that's working. I've just spent 15 grand on my new website and you're telling me you're gonna send the ads somewhere else? But they don't have any visibility on how much profit's been made for it. Because then you don't view it as an expense, you view it as an investment. And you end up actually spending more to get the lead than you're going to make out of the job if you're not careful. We turned on a campaign for a client and they landed a $1,500 job that afternoon. At some
0: stage, most business owners have to think about how to market their business. Now, one marketing activity that gets talked about a lot is Google Ads. But most business owners have little idea how Google Ads actually works. As a result, they spend too much money for not enough results, either with an agency or by spending hours and hours trying to master it for themselves. Tune into today's podcast where I interview Josh Moore, who is an expert in Google Ads for businesses in the plumbing, electrical and similar industries. Now, Josh will discuss how to make Google Ads work for you in a simple and easy to understand manner. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we'll help you turn your business into a money-making machine. We know you're busy, so we'll make it worth your time. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, time is money, and we're here to help you make more of both. So hit the follow button, and let's get started. To the podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Fraser-Jones, and today I'm excited to be hanging out with uh, Josh Moore, who's the owner of Duo Plus. So Duo Plus are experts in digital marketing with a specific focus on uh, Google Ads and search engine optimization. So uh, Josh is with us in the studio, and he's a super good bloke. He's presented to our uh, members many times and has helped a number of our members uh, create really successful Google Ads campaigns. So welcome Josh, good to have you here today, how are you doing?
1: Thanks Tony, yeah it's great to be here.
0: It is, it's uh, This going to be good, I'm looking forward to this because uh, I have a dangerous amount of knowledge about Google Ads which is uh, a little bit but not enough to really, uh, to crack it so um, I can't wait to actually get into the nitty gritty of, of how this actually works because it is a very very effective strategy when it's uh, when it's done well.
1: Yeah that's right, when
0: it's done well. Yeah and yeah. Uh, it ain't always done well. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So I reckon a cool place to start would be: um, Can you just describe uh, what Google Ads is and how people would actually recognise a, a Google, you know, Google Ads or AdWords as it used to be called, I think. That's right. Uh, you know, when they when they're looking up on Google.
1: Yeah so the first place we see Google Ads is when you're running that search, so you're searching for something in your area and if we look at say plumbers in your local city, then the first three or four results are normally what we call Google Ads. And the way we see those, they look just like another website except they've got the word sponsored just really little beside them and that's the ads and though they're paying um, if you click on them, uh, they're paid. And then underneath that, there's often a maps listing and underneath that is what we call the organic results. And so when you look at SEO, so search engine optimization, that's all about getting those organic results high. Uh, But for the real competitive uh, keywords, for the phrases that people are searching for, those three or four top spots are generally ads. Right, and so every time you as a, a user of Google clicks on that, the, the person with that ad will actually pay for that ad. Yeah, that's right. They don't yeah. pay to be shown, they pay if somebody clicks on it. Right, okay. So in, in kind of layman's terms, can you describe how Google Ads actually works? Yeah, sure. The, uh, if, you, if you go back to old school days and you think about the, the before we had the internet, we had the yellow pages. Oh yeah, I can remember that. I can (laughs) remember writing Yellow Pages ads for people. (laughs) There you go. And so you used to flick in the Yellow Pages to whichever service you needed. So if it was electricians, you'd flick to electricians. And, And Yellow Pages has really been replaced by Google because this is where people turn now when they want to find anything. And so if they're looking for a business in the area, then they're typing in For example, yeah, plumbers, I live in Hamilton, so plumbers, Hamilton. It could be electricians, Melbourne, uh, whatever that is. And from a Google Ads point of view, we can choose what keywords, so that's the phrase that somebody searched for, what keywords we want our ads to show for. And so when that happens, every time somebody does a search, Google runs an auction and determines which ads are going to be there. Uh, In general, the person who's willing to pay the most is the ad that's going to be at the top followed by the second, third and fourth but it does get a lot more complicated than that. Uh, but, the, but the power of Google means that you can choose to show exactly the geography that you want your ads to show in and the keywords that you want your ads to show for and then beyond that there's a whole lot of complicated settings um, that adjust which ads are shown in which order. So pretty much that auction's going on sort of in real time all the time. That's right, every time somebody searches, Google runs another auction and then determines which ads are going to show up and if somebody clicks on the ad, that's when that company gets charged. Right, okay. So uh,
0: what are the consequences if you are a service provider, maybe you've got a, a plumbing or electrical or it could be painting, glazing, tiling, landscaping, whatever business, what are the consequences when you do those Google ads poorly?
1: Yeah well the, the first one if we think of the DIY approach is that you can waste a lot of time. Uh, it is a complicated beast. So I have a team of people on my in my agency who work on Google Ads and we're constantly having to upskill ourselves to just to keep up with the changes, and there are a lot of things that happen within a Google Ads account. And uh, the difference between a Google Ads account that performs or one that doesn't perform, sometimes it's a myriad of little settings uh, that can make the difference. So, so the first one, just learning it, sure. Like if I if if I wanted to learn some plumbing, if I wanted to have a plumbing job at my at my house, I could learn it. I could probably look on YouTube. I could watch uh, twenty videos. I could stumble my way through it. I could eventually do. Maybe an okay job. Yep. But the end result, it's, it's not going to be as good as yep. a professional. And also there's a chance, there's a pretty good chance with my skills, it's going to end up with problems. And I think that's a, that's the first thing. So you'll waste a lot of time if you try and DIY. Um, but the second thing with Google Ads done poorly is that it can waste a lot of money. Uh, and I'm not just meaning DIY, but even agencies sometimes get this horrendously wrong. One horror story that I have is uh, another agency that I know, they, they managed to win this account, it was a, it was a, it was a big account and they had a $10,000 budget for the month and the person set the, set the settings wrong and they spent $10,000 in a weekend and it did not produce results. So that's the horror story but the more likely scenario if you're a trades business, uh, then you're you're probably going to do things like bidding on words that you didn't mean to bid on. So if you're an electrician, you might go, yeah I want to bid on the word electrician and what you don't realise is there's a lot of people looking for auto electricians and so that's not what you do and yet you're wasting money bidding for those words because you haven't known how to exclude those. Um, Or you end up paying like $40 just for one click for a research based term. Someone who was actually looking for government guidelines on something.
0: Yeah, another one I've seen is uh, a lot of people looking for jobs will actually search for "on electrician" and yes. they're actually uh, you know, tradespeople or potential apprentices are looking for a job, and then your ad comes up and they click it. Well, there's no way they're going to buy; they actually want to sell. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, and and so with um, when it's done poorly, yeah, you can waste a lot of time and a lot of money, and the end result is that your cost per lead for your business could end up three to five times more expensive than your competitor down the road who's got Google Ads working really well for them. Yeah, and cost per lead is I think something we'll get into but that's uh, that's huge because you can end up
0: actually spending more to get the lead than you're going to make out of the job if you're not careful. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because even when you get the lead, you've still got to actually turn it into a job.
1: You sure do. Yeah, you have to You have to get the lead first of all, then you've got to convert them into being a paying customer. Yeah, 100%.
0: Okay, uh, by the way, you may have noticed, because I know you've listened to a few of the podcast episodes, that I say 100%, 100% of the time <laughs> on 100% of the episodes. Uh, I've done it again. Um, okay, so Google Ads, one of the things that I think is really cool about it is that it, it can be relatively quick. If it's done right, obviously. So, how quickly do you think a business owner could actually expect to see a result uh, from a Google Ads campaign? Let's say, you know, I call you and uh, and I'm like, hey, I need to get some work, and you're like, okay, this makes sense. Uh,
1: How quickly do you think they could expect to see results? Yeah nice, I'll tell you the ideal story that I have and then I'll tell you the more realistic one. So one of the ideal stories is that we turned on a campaign for a client, we spent a couple of weeks building the campaign, we got it all turned on and they landed a $1500 job that afternoon. So they were very excited. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. that's that's the ideal. Now the reality, the more realistic time frame is it's a it's a it's not quite that fast. So once we turn the ads on, um, generally most clients will start to get some leads that week, um, and then it slowly starts to to build up. So we have to do a range of things to optimize the campaign, and that's based on viewing the data that's coming in and starting to feed that data into Google ads as to who is converting, what types of people are converting, what types of words are converting and so it can generally take two to three months to really get to that point where what we call a campaign is optimized well. oh so you can get leads right in the first month yep. but then it will start to grow. yeah so I think that's there's a couple of really
0: good things to dig into there so one is that uh, as with most things there's some setup and optimization required uh, so that can take a little bit of lead time when you have got it working relatively well, then it it is a bit more like a tap that you can actually turn on and turn off a a bit so you can increase and vary your lead flow depending on the needs of of the work that you need, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. And you don't want to be um, too crazy with it. Like, if You don't want to turn off your ads very often at all because it can take a while for it to get back into working well. Uh, there is a, that challenge there. But you can, you have some ability to yeah, scale up and scale down uh, and still see the growth associated with that yeah. budget. You've got your
0: Google Ads, so your ad appears on the page. They click the ad uh, and then they got to go somewhere and uh, obviously that's going to be some sort of web page. And that's where some sort of inquiry will happen, either maybe an email inquiry or a phone call potentially, uh, and and then they also have to, when they inquire, actually turn into a job as well. And so there's a few steps to the process. So it's not just how good the ads are. That's right. It's also how good you are at actually, you know, turning those um, those leads into jobs. And I know from talking with you before, you know, some, and I, I can see it with the, you know thousands of people we've coached. Some people are really good at that, and some people have got some work to do in that area as well. Uh, and so. Uh, that's that's one thing, and the other thing is, and I think you talked about optimization. It is quite a scientific process, isn't it? So you've it's almost like you've got a uh, an A B split test. What we mean by that is you've got a result that you've got, and then you you tweak things to see if you can get a better result. That's right. And that's your B test, and then you use that tweak again, and and you just tweak, tweak, tweak. To, to get those
1: incremental improvements, is that how you approach it? Yes certainly and it, it's it has become even more complicated than that with uh, some of the recent changes yeah. with the way Google run ads now but yeah, big picture is that there's all these little changes that you're tweaking, that you're testing and seeing what the result is in order to maximise uh, what's coming in and Google now with the, with the AI of the bidding that they have, they can choose to bid more for people that that they think are more likely to convert on your page. So it goes beyond just the ad and the keyword, Google are even bidding based on that person's history and behaviour on other websites, are they likely to phone, are they likely to fill in a form, if they are, then they'll even bid more to, because they think this person's likely to um, become There's, a lead on your site. So, does that mean you'll actually pay more for that person? Google's aim is to get you the most leads yep. at uh, the cheapest price because then you'll spend more money right. with Google, right. and then they win the advertising yep. war. Yep. Yeah. So, so, but for that click, you might pay more. Uh, but Google has determined that they think this person's more likely to convert, uh, and so all of that goes into the the algorithm as to how that bidding process works.
0: Yeah. So I'm just uh, taking a deep breath here with all of that. <laughs> um, I am uh, on the uh, wrong side of 40 for the technology, very close to 50. Don't laugh at me, sir, as a videographer there, just kind of chuckling. Uh, anyway, so um, part of the process then of, f- of analysing the effectiveness is, is not just the clicks, then it's it's like you want to know how much work you actually get off it, right? So how much profit you make. That's right. That, yeah, so that, that's a really key part of the of the process for, for clients to understand because you can't just look at what the ads are doing, it's also how
1: that affects the, the work and the jobs that are done, right? For sure. And so as a business owner, uh, while I don't recommend you try and run your own Google Ads, I do recommend that you have your finger on the pulse as to what's the return on investment, um, you need to know that. Uh, and so, ways that you can do that would be if you're uh, if you're using a, an agency that does something called call tracking. We always do that for our clients. It means that you can have an accurate count as to exactly how many phone calls came from your Google Ads campaign. And because if you're if you're in that maintenance game, you're probably getting a number of phone calls a week anyway. Well, which ones came from Google Ads? You you won't know. Whereas with call tracking. For our clients we play what's called a whisper message so the receptionist answers the phone and it actually plays a little message saying this is another lead from Duo Plus nice. and then they say oh hi, welcome to XYZ Plumbing and that receptionist now knows that this is a Google Ads lead and they can note it in the CRM saying that lead came from Google Ads and at the end of the month they're able to measure well, how much work did we actually get. Now there might be some lag time of course but you can measure in a simple spreadsheet even, you can say well how much have we quoted from the Google Ads leads that came in, how much of that has turned into work in the last couple of months. And that's crucial, you need to know your return on investment and we love to have clients who stay with us for years because they're measuring their return on investment and they know that it is super profitable for them. Yeah, I think that's the key to success, isn't it? Like how much work did we get from
0: this and uh, we actually teach our members to go even further. Is what's what's the GP off that work? What's the gross profit? And they can actually work out some some pretty good metrics around profitability. So um, nice. I think that's probably a, something that I've noticed. You know, working with agencies, and I know you've talked about this before. Is it's absolutely critical to accept to uh, to evaluate the the profit because then you know if it's working. Because often people will stop doing stuff that's working. They get a bill from an agency or a service provider, and they're like, "Oh, this is like this much money," but they don't have any visibility on how much.
1: Uh, you know, profit's been made for it, yeah. and that's a big problem. Yeah, you need to know the yeah what profit you're getting from it because then you don't view it as an expense; you view it as an investment, which is what marketing is. And Google Ads is actually a pretty is actually one of the most easy ways to actually track it is uh,
0: marketing because it's all digital; it's got a digital footprint, and, and uh, that's that's easy to track. Let's
1: just switch things up, Josh. So, what type of markets or work does Google Ads work well for? Yeah, well there's there's a number, but there and we'll also talk about some of the places where it doesn't it's, work well. It's tougher, yeah. Yeah. So first of all, if you're selling a branded product and especially a high ticket item, we've found that that works really well. So for example if you're selling heat pumps or air conditioning, uh, then having Daikin and Fujitsu and Mitsubishi Electric, um, people are searching for those brands, those well known brands and you can have your ads right there in front of people and that can work quite well. Uh, Also um, on the plumbing side, Reem or Renai, any of those brands, if you're selling a known brand, get into Google Ads, that can be exceptionally um, beneficial. And then you've got, um, also we've found EV chargers. That's working well. Uh, any of these like higher ticket items um, can, can be very useful with Google Ads. Then on the maintenance side, uh, maintenance, if you're a plumber, electrician, painter, Maintenance jobs can work well, not always but in general can and so we're working with a like in, we've got a client in Wellington so for those outside of New Zealand that's got a population of maybe about 300,000 people, they are getting 30 leads a week and it is just perfect for their business, it's just 30 leads so that's an average of 6 per day coming in for, for plumbing maintenance and it just keeps them going. Uh, Another one would be drainage. So we've seen drainage, we've got a client in central Sydney who uh, gets blocked drains call out and then they turn that from a blocked drain call out into a, like in their particular area there's quite a lot of old drains in the houses and so the answer is generally hey, well, look, we can fix this one off but what you really need is to replace this all and they turn a call out for a block drain into a $10,000 drainage job. And so if you have a business like that where you can take a small lead and turn them into a a big value um, client, that's fantastic for Google Ads. Yeah, so um, that gets into an area that
0: uh, I find particularly juicy which is is upselling and and, uh, I think this is huge because for those maintenance work, you know, sometimes it might be a a, a job that's a few hundred or several hundred dollars, and you may have to spend fifty, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars to get the lead through Google, and so you're still going to make bank on that job, but it's not a huge gain. But you are getting a new client, which you can love for a long time. You know, you should definitely put them in your database. But when you get out in the field,
1: uh, the job is to actually help them with any other problems they've had. For uh, sure. You have to work on that upsell yeah. process. And you've got a great training yeah, yeah, to so do around we,
0: that. We have a bunch of trainings around that. And what you'll find is, and if you're listening, you might feel a bit awkward about, you know, oh, I've got to sell stuff to people. Well, the thing is, most homeowners or even some businesses, they've got a bunch of other problems, for example, that they've they've forgotten about. Now, we own a bunch of rental properties. And I can think of so many times we've had to, a job for a, a, a plumber or a, particularly an electrician and uh, we've been thinking about putting more power points in, or putting a range hood in, or a extractor fan, and we just forget about it in the in the rush of getting the the, the repair job done. And so the upselling process, we call it an inspection checklist. where you basically inspect the top ten or fifteen, you know, most. Uh, uh, Items or fixtures that you're going to sell most often, and you just ask the homeowner where they're at, have a look at them, and then have a conversation about, well, would you like us to upgrade that as well? And uh, there's often a bunch more work there, and the and the and the client's actually happy because it's
1: something they wanted to have done; they just needed to be asked. That's right. And taking these little leads and turning them into paying more with you, that is really important within Google Ads because within Google Ads, if you're if you're in that maintenance space, you'll have uh, some range, of, you'll have a range of leads. You'll have those, a lot of those l- low value leads that somebody just wants one little job done. You'll have some medium value, you have some higher value um, but turning those lower value leads into a more expensive client is is a really important way to do it. And even a recent example would be, uh, if you've seen the, the app Timu that's getting advertised everywhere at the moment, um, they have really gamified, so that's in the e-commerce world, but they have gamified getting the customer to become a repeat customer. So they're doing things like a really big um, coupon but you have to spend it within two days. And and, and things like that, and it's just interesting seeing a whole nother industry and going oh, huh, how can we apply that to trades? How can you take this client that's just called you out for one little fix it job and and turn them into a repeat customer quickly.
0: Yeah, we uh, use and talk to our members a lot about marketing to their existing database. So it may not be the upsell, uh, but email marketing, uh, regular newsletters and stuff are incredible. We have you know huge success with email marketing. Once you get them on your database, you can love them for a long time, and uh, they will buy more often. Uh, and I guess getting the client in the first place is something that you know Google Ads is uh,
1: is really good at doing. That's right. So I was speaking to a profitable trading client yesterday actually and asking them what their call out fee was. Their call out fee was $165. And so it might cost $100 to get that lead and then once just in advertising and then once you've sent them out, there's no profit in that job. But if you can turn them into a repeat customer, that becomes profitable. And there's a great quote from Dan Kennedy who says, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins. And at first you think, why would I want to spend more money than the other guy down the road to acquire a customer? But it's not whoever does spend the most money, whoever can. So if you've got a customer that's worth, um, that you can take a $200 customer, turn them into a $1,000 or $3,000 customer, you can now spend more money to acquire that customer and in the world of Google Ads that means you can bid more and that means you can dominate the ads whereas the other guy who's only turning them into a $200 customer can't compete with you. Yeah. And and so that can work well for the smaller servicing and maintenance work. What about for larger
0: larger jobs? Maybe, you know, bathroom renovations, painting a house, uh, doing a, a garden or a landscape that kind of thing.
1: Yeah well with landscaping we've seen uh, decks and fences, fantastic for Google Ads because it's very specific, people know what they want. Uh, and so when you can think about uh, what it is that people are wanting, especially in that so that landscaping space or, or painting, painting it works great as well, if it's very specific what they're wanting then Google Ads can be fantastic. Um, it becomes a little more difficult like in the electrician space, uh, say electricians always love switchboard upgrades. Yeah. But very few people search for switchboard upgrades. They just search for an electrician. And so when you're when you're running your ads for electrician, you don't know whether it's going to be a please fix my PowerPoint or please upgrade my switchboard. Uh, so it, so depending on the industry, it can be a little challenging. But there's a whole range of areas where Google Ads does work really well. Uh, we've also seen it work really well, it works great in towns, it works great in small cities up to medium sized cities, um, even large cities, so in New Zealand here we have Auckland, 1.5 million people, Google Ads works well with there, uh, we jump across the ditch to Australia, there's a couple of cities with 5 million, so Melbourne and Sydney, Google Ads becomes more difficult in those spaces for the maintenance type of work and what we find is that the reason is that you've got some really big competitors. I actually found out a few weeks ago that one of the uh, companies that's focused in the plumbing space for maintenance in Sydney, they're spending over $300,000 a month on Google Ads and it's just crazy. So we go and you look at their, look at their website and they guarantee that they if you call before 10am, they guarantee to have someone at your house that day or the call out fee is completely free. And so as a small company, it can be incredibly difficult to compete with that and so you have to find well what's your point of difference? If you're going to run Google Ads within those really large cities, what's your point of difference that's going to make people go wow, I want to go with these guys? Yeah well because in that situation, you might even bid as much as them but your ads
0: aren't going to perform as well because their their unique selling proposition is so much stronger. That's right. And you
1: can't deliver on that value promise that they can. Yeah, and so trying to find what is that, what is that difference, and yeah, what can you bring of value? What is an offer? What is something that if you clicked on the ad, you'd go, "Oh wow, I want to talk to these guys." Yeah, and I, th- I, I suppose this is probably going deep into the murky depths of, of, uh, of, of
0: ad words and keywords, but. Um I remember back in the day when I started doing this, you had sort of short tail and long tail keywords and and sometimes it's about how deep you can go in in the keywords, you know, maybe into a suburb or a particular uh, service in a suburb where there's
1: not as much competition rather than the, the big pool. Yeah, that's right. So suburbs, when we run campaigns, we always build out suburb campaigns and so that's if somebody is searching for an electrician in your suburb, now those clicks, um, they can still be expensive but it feels so targeted that the conversion rate goes up. So what, by conversion rate, I mean the likelihood that somebody who clicked on your ad is going to contact you. Uh, let's, let's pick a suburb of, of Manly and let's say if somebody searches for electrician Manly and they click on the, and and in the ad, when they see electrician manly in the ad, great, that's really targeted, they feel this is exactly for me, they click on the ad and then they go to the landing page and the landing page says electricians in manly um, or do you need an electrician in manly and it just feels so targeted, that can work exceptionally well. So when we build campaigns, we do that. We have some clever technology in there so that we don't actually have to build a page for every individual suburb because that takes a long time so we, we have ways that uh, we do it very cleverly and the, the suburb is actually inserted on the fly, they click on the ad, the landing page changes itself to actually include that suburb name so it's, it's pretty cool technology but it certainly increases the results that we get from yeah, the campaigns. I can, I can see you smiling about the technology, Is obviously a bit of a tech geek uh, sure, way am. over my head.
0: Um, <laughs> let's talk about keywords because that's really a big part of this right because people use keywords to search that's kind of their search intent so how can you research the you know the keywords that your potential clients will use to help you get your ads in front of them
1: yeah, nice. You have to have a paid account with Google to be able to get access to the tool to research uh, and so you you probably won't have one but that's fine, just ask your agency uh, or the company that you're talking to and they can provide the research. It's, it's called the Google Keyword Planner and we're able to look at cities and a whole range of keywords and actually look at what is the volume, what is the search volume per month and depending on your industry, it might be seasonal. Uh, like I was looking uh, working with someone recently who was looking at ceiling fans uh, in Australia where it's really Hot and they have a massive peak in January uh, where it's summer over in this side of the world um, and then it uh, it quietens off in winter so depending on the keyword you can even get those seasonal patterns but yeah so we we come to our clients with a arrange the the volume and able to show them what the search patterns are yeah,
0: and I think the research there is important because um, you know some some people can do AdWords on their own and, and do it successfully but there's that's a special type of person because there's a lot to it and if you if you're just guessing at the keywords, which I know some people do, uh, that can be very expensive because you can actually miss the mark and just spend a whole lot of money on stuff that's not even you know, directly related to the
1: service you're providing. Yeah, uh, that's right and Google, if you're trying to do it yourself, Google's recommending something they call broad match keywords and just don't use it. <laughs> Google was saying trust us, we'll get you the results but so often they show your ads for all sorts of things that your ads should not be showing for. Yeah and that's expensive. So if you're if you're thinking about choosing the right marketing
0: strategy, how do you decide whether to go with Google Ads or or SEO search engine optimization or both or, or neither?
1: Yeah. So what we do when we sit down with someone and we examine their business and we're trying to recommend the right strategy for them, uh, we first look at is their target market searching online? Uh, because your target market might not even be searching online. Like for example, if you're in the um, or, or if if, if we look in the keyword planner and we go, hey, there's just only generic terms in here, people really aren't searching for your service, then straight away we're like, hey, do, don't bother. Like for example, a lot of commercial or business to business targeting. So commercial electrician, you know, that'd be great to have ads showing for commercial electrician but the volume, unless you're in a big city, the volume is just so tiny that it's often not worth running ads um, for that space and so are people searching? That's the first question. If people aren't searching then Google Ads and even SEO is not the answer. If people are searching for it, then we start to look at a range of things and one of them is your time frame. Like are you wanting results in the next 2 to 3 months or have you actually got a great pipeline and you're actually investing for the long term? If you're saying, "Hey, we we really want to bring on a new person, we want to grow our leads, we need some results um, reasonably quickly," then Google Ads is fantastic because Google Ads can get you that shorter time frame result. If you're saying, "Look, we've we've our pipeline's full, we're doing great, but actually we want to position ourselves really well for future growth," then SEO, search engine optimization. Is, is the way to go. It's longer term. It can take five, six, 12 months to really start competing for those top phrases. But if you're if you've got the cash flow now to invest in your marketing and you want to invest it for the long term, then and the search volume, then SEO can be great. Just think of what it's like if you search for your service in your area and if your website was right up the top in the organic uh, ratings, then you're going to get a whole lot of leads. So that's kind of the balance. And now if you've got willingness and budget to do both, then hey, go for it. Now if you're, if you're just stepping into this and you're like, oh, I'm just trying to make the budget stretch, okay, just, just pick one of them uh, and we can help you pick the right one based on your time frame and, and the volumes that we see. But for companies that, that do both, they're saying I want to grow now and I want to invest in long term growth, then doing Google Ads and SEO can be really beneficial.
0: Yeah, it's huge. Uh, okay, so what are some tips you can share around making ad copy for Google Ads a bit more compelling?
1: Yeah, I think the coming back to the the suburbs uh, one would definitely be key. If you're looking for if you're offering a service in an area, then you want to make your ads as specific as possible. You want people when they search to look at it and think yes this is exactly what I need and they're just down the road from me or they're, or they're nice and close, yes I can, I can get these guys in. Uh, if they're looking for a brand then you want to have that brand in the ad. Uh, if you, yeah, So often um, if you don't set up your Google Ads right, they'll just see a generic headline that didn't actually relate to what they searched for and that's going to decrease the likelihood someone's going to click on that ad. So it's,
0: it's almost like a, a, a congruence right the way through from the keyword to the ad copy to what they land on. That's right. Uh, if that all lines up, then it's it's way more likely to convert.
1: Yes, for sure. And actually, should we talk about what they land on? Let's do that.
0: Nice. This is a good. This is a good one because I think a lot of people get tripped up on this. It's you know you can send them to a website where you've got seven ten pages or whatever, but there are some other options as well that probably work better. That's I, right.
1: I'd love to dig into that a bit more. Yeah. So I'll give you the big picture, and then we'll, we'll talk about a story. So we generally don't send traffic to a, your full website. And this can be really heartbreaking for a business owner. You've, You've just spent, spent like thousands on your yeah, website. I've just yeah. spent 15 grand on my new website and you're telling me you're gonna send the ads somewhere else. But our motivation is to get you the most leads for your advertising dollar. And what we've found is that if the decision time frame is short, so if I'm looking for an electrician, plumber, painter, and by decision time frame, I'm meaning I'm gonna search and I'm gonna click and I'm likely to phone someone today, then landing pages without any navigation, so what we call standalone landing pages, they generate far more leads and in our test we've found double the leads compared with sending that same traffic to a website. So your website might look shiny and beautiful but it's actually got a whole lot of distractions. It's got navigation, it's got multiple pages and what that does is it actually decreases the likelihood that somebody's going to convert. So instead, when we bring on a client, we'll build standalone landing pages and the landing page is exactly about what they just searched on. So we'll look at the highest volume of keywords and then we'll build landing pages for those and it means that they they search, they see an ad that's relevant, they click, they see a landing page that's really relevant and it's highly likely to convert. We do a few funky things in there to make it really likely. Now there is a caveat for that though. If uh, for if you're a builder or if you're in one of those industries that's a very long consideration phase. Long sales cycle. Long sales cycle, then we don't use landing pages very often. We would normally send them to the w- website. The reason for that is actually they need to build up a lot of trust over a long period of time and they're not ready to contact you yet, they're just checking checking you out. Um, that's when we might send someone to a website. So for most, most trades that are listening to this, landing pages with no navigation that are standalone they'll get you better results so and
0: by no navigation what we mean is uh, it's essentially a room that you can't get out of <laughs> that's just, right the only door so, you can go out of is the door
1: to contact the that's it that's a, we call it a one decision page yeah. it's a single it feels like a single page website it's got all the information on there it's got your brand on there it's got enough to convince them that you're the person for the job and then the only decision we let them make is do I contact them or not? Yeah, perfect, okay. Uh, I like the distinction too about the longer sales cycle
0: and I suppose with those ones you'll also do some funky stuff like actually retarget them so your ads keep
1: showing up. Yeah, that's right. So retargeting, if you haven't heard that phrase, you would have experienced it. Oh yeah. (laughs) So you're searching for something online, you're doing some research, maybe a holiday or something or you're just doing some research and later that day you're on Facebook And then you see an ad for that exact thing you searched for and you're on the news site and you see an ad for that exact thing you searched for, that's retargeting. It's the ability to show ads to people who have been on your website Uh, and it can be great for building brand awareness and recognition. Um, Not so useful in that really short sales cycle uh, but great for that longer sales cycle. for sure. Okay, so we we
0: touched on this a little bit but how can you actually track the return on investment from from the Google Ads? How, How can... The, you know, the business owner listening to that know that this is actually working well for them and that it's a good investment?
1: Yeah so there's generally there's two ways people will contact you. It's either phone or filling in a form. Uh, so we do not expose email addresses on the website because you can't track it. Uh, we want to have the phone number or the form, and with that phone number, we do what I mentioned earlier about call tracking, we actually, we switch the phone number out to a different one, a unique one, that is only used for your Google Ads. And we do that with a bit of code so that your customer never even sees um, the the difference, but it means that when they phone that phone number, your receptionist knows straight away, you can email afterwards to say that lead came from Google Ads, and it means that you can measure. And so if somebody fills in a form that comes from the landing page, then again it, it looks slightly different than the forms that you get on your uh, from your website, and so your whoever's checking the inbox knows it came from Google Ads, and then your job as a business owner make sure that that's recorded, make sure it's tracked that this lead came from Google Ads, and then run the reports. Yeah, and,
0: and what we get our members to do is actually track that, and then they actually track the the gross profit they make off the job as well, and you can actually match that up with the spend to see you know how much uh, how much you're winning by, or or potentially not winning by if it's not working out. So I think that's that's a massive part of it. Let's jump to uh, getting the most juice out of these things. So what can business owners do each month to get the most out of their Google Ads? What are some tips that you've found?
1: Yeah so first of all, make sure you are reviewing your data. So you don't have to dive deep into the Google Ads account, you you probably won't even have access to it and that's a good thing, (laughs) you don't need to get into the details. You as a business owner, you need to look at how many leads did we get? What was the cost per lead last month? What was the gross profit? Off our Google Ads campaigns and that might have a bit of lag so allow for that when you're looking at the last couple of months Uh, but making sure that you're reviewing the figures so that you know whether or not it's profitable. And the one other thing that uh, you should do, especially in the early phase of working with an agency for Google Ads, is review something called the search terms. So we send our clients a report each month with all the data and we also include the search terms. Now these are slightly different from keywords and I'll explain the difference. So keywords are the rules that we set up within Google to say um, these are the phrases we want you to trigger the ads for. Search terms are the words that people actually searched for. So there are just a li- the distinction there is that you might say you want a keyword of electrician and somebody searched for also electrician uh, and, and that's the search term will be auto electrician. So you should be reviewing your search terms, just glance down the list, you, you might get the top 20 search terms in the month, just glance down, is there anything in there that you actually don't want to be showing for? Because as a business owner, you as much as, as an agency, we love to get the best results for our clients, the business owner still knows their business better than we do and so glance down that list, hey is there anything that you don't wanna be showing up for? Let the agency know. So that will be the main thing, know your figures, look at the results and then have a look at the search terms.
0: What should a business owner look for when they're actually choosing an agency because there are agencies and there are agencies and some are big sort of corporate businesses which basically just churn and burn uh, and honestly I don't think they are that focused on results Uh, And I think often the capability of people actually doing the ads is actually not great. Uh, And then there are other people, you know, like yourselves and, and other people who are doing a fantastic job. So what should the business owner be looking
1: for so that they get a good result and they don't get tucked up? Yeah, nice. I think one of the key things that we've already covered, but one of the key things to look for would be landing pages. That would be at the top of my list. Are they going to build you custom landing pages or are they just saying, look, we're just going to send the traffic to your website and you're responsible for that. Uh, that's a big distinction uh, because companies that just, agencies that just send website tra- or adds traffic to your website, they kind of take a hands off approach and they're like, hey, your website's your thing, if it's not converting, you you have to do something about it. Whereas I think the agencies that you should work with are the ones that will take full responsibility for delivering the leads that are going to convert. So that'll be the first thing. Are they actually going to build you standalone landing pages? I think that,
0: that's really important because there's, um, I say there's a, there's a saying in golf, you know, you drive for show and putt for dough. And driving for show with agencies often is, oh, I've got you this many leads. But if they're crap leads, that's a waste of time. And so I think you're 100% right. The, the agencies, part of their job is to actually help you narrow in on the good leads, the ones that can actually convert and pay you money.
1: That's right. And even even worse agencies will just tell you we got you this many clicks. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so that that's the key. So, are they are they responsible right down to the lead? And then, are they having conversations with you about the quality of those leads? Um, because unfortunately, not every lead is a good one. We can't eliminate all the bad ones, but we can eliminate some of them when we understand what's happening. And this, and so the second part of that equation, which we've already talked about too, would be call tracking. I only recommend working with an agency that will provide. Uh, measured call tracking technology, uh, because that's going to give far better accuracy of measuring the conversions, and so that's important. And I think the the heart behind this is you need to find an agency that's results driven, someone who actually cares about the results that's happening in your business, uh, not just about the report they're sending through at the end of the month. Yeah, or the results in their business. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and in the long term, the two will match up. Obviously, for for good agencies. Yeah, that's right. I like to uh, one question that I'd I'd throw if you were if you were asking an agency uh, and you're considering them, I'd ask them how long has their longest client been with them? And get a couple of examples, like for us we've been running for just over 10 years and we've still got our first client and they're still running Google Ads with us. Uh, And I, I just love the fact that we've made a huge difference to their business. And for them, they're in the air conditioning game. When they first started working with us, they had an atrocious website, we rebuilt them their website but then we started to do Google Ads and SEO, they invested in both. In their first year they, they doubled their business so 100% increase, the year after that they did another 30% growth, the year after that they did another 30% growth um, and it was just amazing and they ended up taking out the award for the number one dealer for their brand of air conditioning in New Zealand and so it made an enormous difference to their business. Uh, And yeah, that's the business they've actually, 10 years on, they're still with us. Even two owners later, they've sold the business twice, they're still with us as a client. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I want from this podcast for people listening is they can ask the right questions of an agency
0: uh, so that they can get a great result. Uh, I highly recommend getting someone to help you with this because uh, it's a lot of work to do it well, uh, but it's not as much work for an agency to do it well because they do it all the time.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, one more thing that I realised I, I didn't mention earlier about the, the businesses that it works well for or more so the businesses that it doesn't work well for, if you're focused purely in the commercial space or business to business, you're going for those big tender contracts, then don't expect Google Ads to deliver you results from that front. So uh, just like if that's your business model, that's great but Google Ads probably isn't right for you. You had um, Matt Alexander from Plum Built on the podcast and he's built a fantastic company and he talked there about still doing direct sales to land those really big contracts. So don't expect that from Google Ads, Um, those big contracts go after them directly but to get a wide range of customers coming in, in, then definitely Google Ads is fantastic. I, I have a rule, if you can actually create a list of the target of the clients
0: and that's typically business to business, if you can write their names down, then uh, Google Ads is not the way because you just get on Shanks's pony and meet them directly. Exactly, go and go and, go and meet them. So, uh, great piece of advice. So, um, Josh, really appreciate this. This has been awesome. Uh, we'll put the um, in the in the show notes. We'll put a link to uh, your website. Uh, so if people want to check out what you're doing, they
1: can do that. Is that cool? Yeah, that's right. And if they, like we offer a free strategy session for trades businesses where we can sit down and help you choose the right strategy. Is it Google Ads? Is it SEO? Um, maybe it's neither. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if they want to do that, they can just go to duoplus.nz slash ptp, so Profitable Trading Podcast. There we go. And uh, and then that will come straight through to yeah. get a strategy session with us. Yeah, we'll make sure that's in the show notes. But man, really appreciate this. Keep
0: up the good work. Thank Take you. Care. Next week on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. Is your business not growing fast enough? Can't afford to hire new people or struggling to keep the ones you've got? All these problems could be the result of one thing. Now, next week, we revisit our best performing episode of 2023, where we dive into the possible solution to turn your business around. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, Don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Tradie, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Tradie Podcast.